You yep. got it? Yep. All right. So just want to thank you guys for joining us. I am Candy with Candy in the Neighborhood. This is my husband, Pastor Mario Gomez. We're going to be talking today about something amazing, God's plan. Do we know God's plan? Because sometimes we live our own plan. And sometimes we live our own plan and call it God's plan until we find out it blows up in our face. Do we really, do we really understand God's plan? Yeah, there's times when I think my plans are better than the life that God has for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, especially if you're the kind of person that I am, not that I'm better or anything. we got to put that disclaimer out there. But uh, I like to plan my day out. Mm-hmm. I like to plan, like, before I met you is like almost a month out. Now I now I try like two weeks, and that's still a struggle, and um, it's just difficult. But there's a lot of things that pop up. That's why it's hard. I do plan out, but I always leave room to be flexible because things come up. Yeah, you can't help it. Like life happens, things come up, but we do need to sit down and really you know just quiet everything and listen to god and let god tell us what's the next step instead of us trying to figure out the next step yeah and the scripture we're going to use today is in proverbs what's up abby nancy thank you guys for joining thanks for joining if you guys could uh put where you guys are watching from city and state please a thumbs up or a heart Laura. Uh, laura Please let yeah. us know where you're watching from. We're coming live from Bakersfield, California, East Side, Bakersfield. What, what? Dang, what do you always get gangster? I always have to get gangster. Right. Keep it real. All right. So, keep anyways, real. we're going back to Proverbs 16. And we're, it, it's good to read 1 through 10, but today we're going to use uh, verse 9. It says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And that sounds like a good deal. Like, you know, we. how cool is it to know that we serve a God? What's up, Pastor Luis Mendoza? Um, how cool is it to know that we serve a God that knows beginning, middle, and the end? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So he knows this. Not only that, he gives us free will. And we have free will to walk out his plan, mm-hmm. or we have free will to walk out our plan. Mm-hmm. And usually when I walk out my plan, it's not a good thing. You know, because... Uh, our hearts are deceitful. You know, our moral compass changes constantly with time. Yeah, but it's the, like, um, have you ever thought you were like dead on right? You're like, I'm right about this and you're going to stick to it later to find out that you were dead wrong? Yes, when I married you on September 1st. I was just kidding. I just get you know what? He's lucky I got into prayer today. Before. Yeah, Holy Spirit, take over. Okay, Please, Lord, help all me. right. So yeah, no, definitely. Like there, there's been times in my life where I could, I could have like totally put my hand on the Bible and been like, no, I know this for a fact. Mm-hmm. And then, right, you open up your Word, and the Lord changes all of that. Yeah. And so today we're going to talk about that. We've been coming across a lot of people including ourselves we're in a new season in our lives and so what happens is when you're in this new seasons Mm -hmm. or unfamiliar territory sometimes for me it's difficult because i like to know i like to Mm -hmm. know where i'm at where i'm headed right word of god says uh my people without vision will 
perish. perish. So it's important for us to have God's vision, his perspective. But a lot of times uh, my glasses get clouded up with life, feelings, mm-hmm. um, the loss of a job. What else? Maybe a death in the family. Someone left you. Some Oh, somebody left you. Kids, okay. kids leave you. Okay, or family members. Or right? family members family walk members. away from you. Okay, so, hey, what's up, John? Um, so, yeah, you know, God's plan in all of these things. And the solution is, can we allow the Lord to establish our steps? It says that he guides the steps of a righteous man. Yeah. So could will we allow him with the life that he's given us? Will we allow him to guide our steps? And that's difficult because you have to have faith in that, especially in the unknowing. If your faith is shaken, what comes out is what's inside. And sometimes in the unknowing, I'm not sure. I might get frustrated. Hey, Vicky, Esmeralda, I might get frustrated. But it's super important to allow him to guide our steps. Yeah. I think that when we get to a point, we you know, we come to Christ, we say yes to him, we, we love him, we're going to give our, our life to him, but we only go so far. Because there's these parts, these areas in my life that I'm used to doing them my way. Like what? It just depends. Like sometimes, like for me, it was like, okay, Lord, you can tell me what to do with my life, but I'm going to dictate how I'm going to raise my children. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. So um, I'm not going to give you my children completely because I'm going to do it. And some of us, what we do is we end up creating monsters. And I'm, I'm all for helping our kids because um, I help my kids. I help, I help my adult kids. And in the... and. I'm bringing this up because sometimes we're in a different generation. So it's not like when we were younger, you know, when you're 18 and 20. I don't know if we have thicker skin or what. Our our kids are, if our kids are just soft, but if they are soft. They're soft. Okay. Well, we raised them. And it, what? We raised them. Whoa. So wait, hold on. Well, I want to, I want to tell you guys this because then I'm going to lose my thought if you, if we keep on going, we raised them. So. If they're soft, we raise them. If we were hard, our parents raised us. But we seen things that we didn't like about the way they raised us. That's why we raised our children the way we raised them. We changed things up. But some of the things that they did wasn't so bad. Not only that, we're in a different generation financially. Back in that day, I remember that I can work a minimum wage, wage job and live in an apartment, have enough food, and I could make it. If my child leaves here and works a minimum wage job, he's not living in an apartment. He has to get a roommate. So there's things that are, are, are changing. So in that, when you start looking at that with human eyes, you may not want to give your children to the Lord when the Lord is saying, you know, send them out. Be hard on them. Let them grow. Discipline them. So this, and I don't know who this is for. Because this is where I'm at. I'm raising you. And I'm going to nourish you and build you up to throw you out. My goal is that you go. You can't stay at mama's house forever. 
I'm okay with having 20-year-olds in my house. I won't be okay with having 40-year-olds in my house. That it's not going to work because it's not good for them and it's not good for me. So in that, I looked, the Lord was dealing with me in that, that I wouldn't give him my kids. And this is before Clarissa passed. And so I had a 10-year-old that passed away unexpectedly. So when the Lord took my child, I seen that I wanted to do it his way. And I don't want to interfere in what God is doing in my children's life. <laughs> I mean, but nope. <laughs> I, and it's funny because yeah. I noticed that it, it's more moms. And I've made the statement too as a dad. Like, for my kids, I wouldn't, I don't want them to have to hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want them to have to hurt. But at the same time, I'm going to make the nest uncomfortable so that they can fly. Because that's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want to do it prematurely. Yes, you know, don't want to do it prematurely. I don't want to do it prematurely. Because they're going to crash. But I also want to make sure that they get out the nest. Mm-hmm. And so that's it's very hard because we have... Um, when the, We're talking about the Lord guiding our steps. Even in parenting, in mm-hmm. our life, in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times um, there's areas in my life as a dad and now as a grandpa um, and as a spouse, as a husband, that I think to be true. Because the way I grew up, no, it's this way. Mm-hmm. This is the way the Gomez family did it. That's my last name. So this is the way it worked and I'm not going to move from that. Yeah. Now... When we open up the Word of God, because this is the solution to allowing the Lord to establish our steps, is when we open up the Word of God, what does the Word of God say about your marriage, your children, your household, your finances, your life, your career? What does the Word of God say? Because we understand that as Christians, that's the Constitution, that's the firm foundation on what we stand on. Yes. Because if not, we're using our own thought, we're using our own heart, our own feelings, which change constantly, and then we wonder why we're in situations that we're in. Yeah. You know? And I think, too, as ministers of the gospel, we're to give you this word, but also to give you tools. To give you tools on how to do it. Because sometimes... I'll hear people like, boom, you have to live like this. You got to raise your kids like this. The Bible says this. Well, great. Now, how do I get there? How do I go from here, from A to B? Like, I I need steps. I need tools to get there. Especially since I didn't grow up in a house, um, you know, that was churched. I didn't grow up in a churched family. We believed in God, and I thought that was enough. We believed that there was a God. We knew that, you know, Jesus died on the cross, but so does the devil. The devil believes in God. The demons know that Jesus is who he is, and they fear him. So I didn't think there was nothing wrong with me not going to church and not reading the Bible. I believed in God until I started to read the Bible and find out that there was something missing in my life. What was missing most of all 
that my eyes were closed. That's number one. And my ears were, were deaf. So my eyes were blind and my ears were deaf and my heart didn't understand. So if I were to cover your eyes, blindfold your eyes, put earplugs in your, in your ears, and everything you read, everything that you go through that you, you don't understand it, how would you get through life? Physically, you wouldn't go far. But that's what we do spiritually. Spiritually, we're blinded, we're deaf, and we don't understand. So we try to make sense using our physical knowledge, our physical brain. You're trying to make sense of spiritual things with a physical answer. Now I'm here to tell you, when I've said this, people all even gasped and sat there. I told them, do you believe you have a spirit? So, so anybody on here, do you believe you have a spirit? Put a thumbs up. Do you have a spirit? Thumbs up. Let me know. Okay. Okay, what if I told you, do you believe you have a spirit? Yeah, okay. I, I okay. have a spirit. Thumbs up, thumbs Gina, up. Gina Robles. Gina said yes. Okay. Well, what if I told you you were wrong? You don't have a spirit. What would you say? You blasphemer. Lord, why did you give me this lady, this Philistine woman? Okay, so let me tell you, you don't have a spirit. You are a spirit. You have a body. Now, I'm going to let you guys wait for a little bit because you have to intake this. You are not the body that you see every single day in the mirror. You are not that body. And you don't have a spirit. You are a spirit that has a body. So, if I am a spirit being and I have a body which is temporary, what do I work most on while I'm on this earth? I work on this physical body. That's why I'm trying to lose weight. I try to keep it, you know, put my little cremita to not get a wrinkle. You know, I'm trying to keep it, you know, keep it good because I'm in my 40s. I wash with natural juices and berries. Yeah, he washes with lemon and and berries and he puts it on his face and does all this stuff he's working on the physical we try to understand with the physical this part of us that's gonna die we do a lot for this body which we should we should take care of it you know why because you're in this world and while you're in this world you want to try and take care of it but you are not this body you are a spirit you don't have a spirit you are a spirit so Everything concerning you is about the spirit and spiritual things. Your temporary self is physical. So your temporary time should be to the physical. Your temporary worries should be about this physical world. So your, I shouldn't say worries. I should say concerns because we're not supposed to worry. Your main concern should be about the spiritual and your spiritual well-being. Your main focus should be on how do you keep your spirit healthy. So what I'm saying is that's when those eyes will open because that's what we're going to. Why don't we see God's plan? You're just telling me live God's plan. 
You're just telling me this is what I should do. I need tools because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a visual person. These physical eyes need to see something. So I don't know if you're like me. When I study for a test, I write it down. Even though it's on my teacher's notes, I write it on a notepad and then I highlight it. Well, when I'm in the test, I could close my eyes and I could see my page and I could even see the highlighting. I'm like, oh, that was in pink. It's this one. I, I'm very visual. So I need someone to show me tools. Show me how to get from A to B. Show me how to get there. Don't just tell me. Don't just tell me I'm in sin because I'm a visual. Tell me how, how okay, because if I would have been able to stop, why can't I stop? Why can't I just say stop? Why can't I just stop when I'm not hungry and I pass by McDonald's and I said I was just going to get a coffee? Why did I get that double 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 cheeseburger because it's only 99 cents? Why did I say no? Why didn't I say no? Why? Because I don't have the tools to say no. So someone could just say, stop eating, Candy. How about you just say no? Sounds great, but until I have the tools and I have some discipline, then I'll do it. So I could tell you all day, you should be a Christian. You should believe in God's life. You should, I mean, God's plan. You should not be living uh, your life like this. You should not. So let me tell you some tools. Tools number one, we are blind. We are deaf and we don't understand spiritually. So how do I reverse that? How do my eyes see? How do my eyes, my ears hear? And how does my heart understand? Well, it says faith cometh from hearing and hearing the word of God. So I have to get myself somewhere where I hear the word of God. Once a week? How how many times a week do you think you need to hear the word of God? And, And there's no wrong answers, no wrong answers for yourself. How many days a week do you think that you need to hear the word of God? If faith cometh from hearing and hearing the word of God, how many times a week should you hear the word of God? Gina says every day. Yes. Okay. I need it every day because if okay. not, then I'm there's not no good. wrong answer. There's some people that will say I'm good with three times a week because I do something. I do something else on the other days. I worship. I don't know. For me, myself, I need it every day. So I hear different preachers. I hear different preachers. Who are some of your favorite preachers that you guys hear? Other than me and Mario, because we should be at your top list. I'm just <laughs> kidding. But who is your favorite pe- preacher that you hear? Nicole says four times a, w- a week, okay? <laughs> Carry uh, yeah. you. See, I like T.D. Jakes. I like Joyce Myers. I like um, Rick Warren. I like Noel Jones. Um, I like Christine Kane. Who else do you hear from? We hear from um, Jensen Franklin. Jensen Franklin. Your favorite? Jensen Franklin's my favorite because he's old school. I grew up, you know, old school. And you like um, Francis Chan. Francis Chan. Francis Chan. Um, Olsen. Oh, no. He put Olsen. Oh, Olsen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's important. Yes, it's important Steve. to 
it's important, Steve Furyk, it's important for us to hear preachers, but it's more important for us to hear directly from God. Mm -hmm. And the way we do that is through reading his word. It's the living word. It's the only book that you read where the author is there with you at all times. Yes. And as you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit will start revealing. It'll start transforming your mind. It'll start transforming your heart, your soul into uh, being a believer of Christ. Yeah, and, and then this starts happening. Yeah, your eyes start opening. Mm-hmm. Your ears start opening. You can hear. We probably look mm-hmm. funny doing that. Huh? Anyways, you could hear from God through his word. Yes. And the cool thing about that is every time you read it, uh, you know, you guys know I grew up in church. Um, there was a time where as a prodigal son, I left the church, you know. But it's so cool that you could open up the Bible and get something new. Not to God, not not to him, but new to me. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, That's what the Word of God says. So it's super important for us to understand that for us to get a word from God, we need to hear the word and we yes. need to read the word so yes. yeah listening to preachers yeah. super important really good it's easy to to find a, a podcast it's easy to find a, a you know a, a facebook live yes but it's so even that much better to go on there's bible gateway mm-hmm. they on your phone or on your tablet or on, you could get so many different versions of the bible there's a a bible reading plan on there and then if anybody goes to our church new life um at the welcome center you could get a reading plan yeah they have Uh, a daily reading plan yeah it's for a whole year so this is what i'm saying rick warren is amazing to listen to steve is amazing td jakes is amazing to listen to I mean, because I, I listen to these preachers. Noel Jones, amazing preachers. Jensen Franklin, amazing preachers. We love listening to these amazing, amazing preachers. But they can't supersede God. And sometimes we need a direct word from God. I'm talking about you sitting down in your quiet time. Reading a chapter of the Bible. Start in John. You know, John chapter 1. Go to the book of Romans, read the books to the churches, you know, read the book of Acts. Look at what the Holy Spirit was doing. Like, man, it's amazing to watch the Holy Spirit move and what it could do, because if it did it, then it could do it now. Holy Spirit wants to work in us, but Holy Spirit cannot work through us when we're blind, we're deaf and our hearts are hardened. Religion doesn't take that away. Because in the, in the Bible, we see the Pharisees. The Pharisees are blind. That's why Jesus said, let the blind lead the blind. And they were the religious leaders. So not everybody that's been in church all their lives, not everybody that is on the pulpit always has it together. You know what I mean? So it's a good to hear from them. But you need a direct word from God. Yeah, it's definitely. good to hear your pastor. It's good to hear him preach every Sunday and every Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. It's amazing. Yes, you should hear him. But he's not the only one you should be hearing from. You should be hearing directly from God. And that's opening up your Bible and reading. And a lot of people will say this. I don't understand the Bible. I don't understand it. That's why I don't read it. I sat with the girl and I said, okay, let's do this. Let's find a version that you understand. And we started. And as we went through it, 
the just the focal the you know the little light bulb bing, it went off and it started to make sense to to her if you don't understand find somebody you could trust in church and say can you teach me can you teach me because the holy spirit's going to teach you okay and i told her that many times but she just needed that extra help she needs that encouragement to say the holy spirit is with you okay try it do it See, we need a cloud of witnesses. So that's why I said sometimes someone could tell you, just do it. Yeah. I need tools. I'm sorry, I'm not like you that you can just go do it. I need tools. And I need to see it. I need, I need, I need, um, in nursing school, it's watch one. You watch it. You, I mean, you read about it. You watch one done. And then you do it. So if it's an IV, you read the procedure. Every step. You watch one done. And then you do it. That's how I learn. So I need people to show me how to do it. If it's a disciple, I definitely you need, need you to be a disciple to disciple me. So I was discipled because disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ showed me. They had to show me. Not only I had to re- I had to read it. I had to be taught. So that was number one, uh, reading the Bible. Allowing the Lord to establish our steps is the solution to, um, you know, thinking that we know better. You know, our plan is better than his plan. So number two is believe and walk out what the Bible says. Yes. What is Carrie saying right here? Uh, It says, I flip to a page and no matter where I end up, it always ends up applying to what I need at that moment. Yes, Carrie, that's awesome. Because he's trying to speak to you. It's the living word. Yes. He sees you. You're his child. You belong to him. Of course, he's going to speak to you through his living word. And so the second one is believe and walk out what the Bible says. A lot of us, we could read, right? That's the way I learn. I learn by reading. If I read it, instructions or I then I could go for it I feel comfortable in going ahead and doing what Mm -hmm. I need to do Uh, the issue is um, believing believing what I read and you guys might be like oh my god like this dude's a pastor he's a connect pastor at new life the crazy part is is a lot of times my own thought messes with me yeah Right? Like, I could believe it for Carrie. I could believe it for you. I could even pray for people and go in and counsel people. But when it comes to me, we were having this conversation. When it comes to me to believe is difficult. I could believe that we serve a God that heals. And I could go pray for people and believe that they could be healed. But those promises are difficult for my mind to believe. And so there mm-hmm. that's why it's important for our faith. Our faith um a lot of times is being tested. My faith is being tested. You know, and it's crazy cuz even when I go preach somewhere, usually the biggest attack is throughout the week, but even like 10 minutes before I go walk up there to preach, it's just my th- my own thoughts starts bombarding me. Yeah. So it's super important to not only believe, but walk out what the Word of God says. Yes. You guys know, you guys know that um, as Christians, we get labeled as hypocrites. You know, a lot of people will be like, well, I'm not going to go to church, you know, because hypocrites are there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why we're there. And I also tell them, 
well, then you probably shouldn't go to the church or to work or to the bar or to Starbucks. There's a lot of hypocrites there as well. Yeah. And so to walk out what we believe, do we love like Jesus loves? A lot of times the only time somebody might read the Bible is they might read you. Sometimes the only Jesus they'll ever see is you because we are the hands and feet of Christ on earth. Yes. As we are here, we're the hands and feet of Christ. So as we walk out what we read, the first uh, part of the solution was reading the Bible. The second part is having faith and then acting on it, right? Mm-hmm. We, you talked about it. You quoted the verse, faith without works is dead. dead. And so it's super... That's a true statement for many leaders. Yes, it is. Hey, Vernisha. Hey, Vernisha. So we need to understand that it's important that we walk out the word of God, mm-hmm. believe what it says, and how will we ever know um, how our steps will be guided in the situations that we're in if we're not hearing from God? Yeah. If we're not reading his word, you know? And, and the thing about it, too, is... What will happen is if you're in the word of God throughout the week, a lot of times if you go to church on a Sunday or you go on a Wednesday, there's confirmation. There's been a lot of times when I go on a Sunday or I go on a Wednesday, there's confirmation on what the Lord was dealing with me throughout the The week, week, throughout this journey that I'm going through. So it's like, why do they know this? Yeah, yeah. Who told them my business? Yeah. Well, that's because God's really dealing with you and he's trying to give you confirmation. He hears you. He sees you. He knows what you're going through. He has a word for you. So and he knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what mm-hmm. you need. And so, you know, of course, his his word does not come back void. Mm-mm. His love is perfect. It's not like mine and your love with strings mm-hmm. attached, darkness in there. But his love is perfect. Yes. So the third thing. Hey, guys, if you like what you're hearing, if you could go ahead and give us a thumbs up, a smile, um, you know, where you guys are hearing from. Uh, we appreciate our podcast listeners. Hey, Fernando, if you're out there, I want to give you a shout out again. Thanks for tuning in. We're on, yeah, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Anchor. So, yeah, if you have, uh, uh, you could catch us on podcasts if you can't catch us on live. Make sure you share with friends and family. Uh, So the third thing, go ahead, you take the third one. So it's share with others the good news. You know, I think that here, sometimes some people, well, this is for me. When I came to Christ, I was so excited. I was so excited because I thought that I had to do a bunch of doing to get to heaven. And so that's what I had. That's what, I don't even know if I learned it or I picked it up, but I just thought that I had to do so much and I had to just be perfect and I shouldn't do this and I shouldn't do that and I shouldn't do that. That way I can make it to heaven. And now I grew up Catholic too, so I thought there was purgatory at that time. So I thought, well, if I'm not that bad. There is. It's called Bakersfield. I'm just kidding. I love Bakersfield. His jokes. Hey Naomi. When, when What's I, up, when, Angel, Sandra? I said your jokes were cute when we were first getting together. Dang, like that. Huh? They ain't that cute anymore. I kind of fake laugh sometimes. Well, sometimes I do laugh, but I don't want to show him my laugh, so I'll be like, and then I'll turn around and I'll laugh. 
Because it gets to his head. It gets to his head. He thinks he's Carrie, so funny. Carrie, Angel, talk to your girl. John, help me out, bro. Help me. Help me Jesus. out. All right, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. I'm sorry. So you made me lose my thought. What Purgatory. You okay. He it. said it's I Bakersfield. I thought it was Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay, so. I believe there was purgatory and that if you weren't that bad, you made it to the, because there's like six level or seven levels of purgatory. I can't believe, I can't remember. It's probably six. So six levels of purgatory. If you go to the furthest one, you're basically, you're not coming back. You're going, you're staying in hell. Um, If you're like on the fifth or the fourth or something like that, you can't, you're not going to be, you're not, you're not going to be able to make it out. So what happens in purgatory, you work your way out. Right. That's what's that's what the thought is. So I said, well, I'm not that bad, so I'll probably end up like on level one or two. I haven't killed anybody. I don't steal. I don't, you know. I ain't um, never, you know, really. Yeah, like levels somebody. of sin. Yeah, I never right, really right. like hurt somebody intentionally. Like, you know, I've lied, but they're white lies. You know, that's what I thought in my head. So I said, you know, I've done these things, but not really. So I'm probably going to end up on level one or level two. And I'll just work my way out of there. So what you do is when you're in purgatory, you just do a few prayers and you work your way out by doing good deeds in purgatory. So when I came to Christ, I found out that everything has been done for me. And I was like, wait, what? Because I believe that Jesus is who he is. Through my faith, I'm saved by the grace of God. The grace of God is undeserving gift that has just been given to me because I believe that Jesus is who he is. This is a good deal. This is a good deal. So I didn't stop there. What happens is I think that some Christians stop right there. You are like, okay, I'm saved, and then that's it. And then you go back to live however you lived before. Well, there has to be some transformation, and it might not be overnight, but there should always be a transformation. So what happens is I want to know more about Jesus because I'm so happy that he has saved me. That just because I've confessed and repented, and I've said, you know what? Yeah, I don't want my life. My life wasn't that great before. Going to the Eagles and back at, back then uh, taking shots at the Eagles. I'm um, going to um, Tam O'Shanner and and taking some shots and dancing to old school. Always left me the same, empty and feeling like 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 I just wasted my time. Like I'm too old to be doing this. Um, you know how old am I going to be out there doing the same thing, getting drunk, doing shots? Um, Dancing with the same people. It'd be kind of fun at that moment, but I always felt out of place. So I was I was okay to give my life away. And so I come to Christ and I start finding out the good news and I want to share immediately. I want to tell. So some of the people I was like, yeah, you just have to confess and that's it. You're saved. Well, I didn't know much that there's more that is required to your walk in Christ. Because you come to Christ, because you're saved and you're full of, you're, you know, because he's done everything for you. He's forgiven all your sins, past, present, and future. Everything. Everything. So in that, you want to live this new life. Let me tell you, this new life is way amazing. Nothing, nothing, nothing that I had planned for myself is happening. Right. Nothing. Nothing. 
right. I could not have made up this this life. I just preached on Saturday in at this um, women's conference. I would have never thought I was going to preach the gospel. This whole life that I am living right now in 2019, six years ago, was not on my plans at all. My life has changed upside down, turned around, all over the place. It has had pain. It has had loss. It has had hurt. It has had, um, I'm talking about unbearable pain. Unbearable pain. I have lost a lot. But I do it over and over again for where he has me right now. Hmm. I wouldn't give it up for the world. So you can't just come to Christ and say, yes, Lord, save me. I believe in you. And then that's it. That's why there's people that just keep on going in hmm. circle. I love Jesus, but I can't stop because you don't have the tools. Check out Luke 14. Check out Luke 14, the whole chapter. It's really cool. And it and it talks about the cost. Yeah, and they because, say, well, that's so hard. What do you mean pick up my cross, leave everything behind? <laughs> it's a good deal. Trust me, your life wasn't great be, um, before Christ. That's why you came to Christ. Right. So you're leaving a bad deal for a good deal. You dying to yourself, it's a good deal. It's a good deal because you're going to actually <laughs> stop wasting yeah. your time and start walking in purpose that God's created you to do. There is something that God created you to do. Yes. You will not step into it living your old life. And just saying, raising your hand say, hey, I want Christ. It's actually going for it. He's going to support you. And don't focus on what you're not supposed to do. Focus on what you're supposed to do. What you're not supposed to do. We need to repent and look at why we keep on doing these same things. Because some of it is just fleshly habits. It's a habit. It's a habit. Yeah. We just, we're, we're, we, we will, um, even if they're not good for us, we have habits. So we have to really get the mirror and look at ourselves and say, look it, I practice this thing and I need to stop. And then move on. Don't get stuck there because that means that you're looking back. What are you, so I want you to ask yourself right now, not what am I not supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing? Ask yourself right now, what am I supposed to be doing? And put something at least on, on there, a comment. What, wh one word that comes up to you. What are you supposed to be doing? For me, I'm going to be like being more loving. I'm going to throw that one out there. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to love others as I love myself. Even when they're mean and they say comments that are not nice. Love myself. Okay, Gina. Love yourself. What should you be doing? Just one. Throw out there. What should you? I don't want you to focus anymore on what you shouldn't be doing. Focus on what you're supposed to be doing. Because Satan will distract you on all the things that you're not supposed to be doing. Have boundaries. Oh, yeah, that's a good Awesome. Be, be humble. humble. Yes, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yes. What should you be doing? And that is where our focus should be. Our focus shouldn't be so much in what I'm not supposed to be doing or what should I be doing. I need to create a savings. That's what I should be doing. Not on Old Navy because they just had a sale again and I bought a few things. <laughs> Yeah. I should be saving money. That's one thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What should I, I be doing? 
I'm getting ready to get my credentials through Foursquare, and I need to, like, know more about Foursquare history. So I need to study more about the local denom- the denomination that I'm being a part of. Okay. So that's what I need to do. What should I be doing? I should be doing my homework every night for an hour. <laughs> yes. I need to set aside I need to set aside yes, one hour to do my homework instead of cramming it all at eleven fifty nine <laughs> on Tuesday and trying to send it out. Dude, I That's feel what like, I should be doing. I feel so, like the homework monitor because she she goes to the kitchen and then she starts doing her work, right? Or the my homework. The the family room. And then I'll just go on social media randomly and all of a sudden I see like posts two minutes ago. I'm like, because what I'm, is, I'm listening to a preaching like, and then what I hear is she doing? She should be doing her homework, right? But all of us should be doing something. You know, so, we should yes, be focused on But we should be focused more on what we should be doing than what we shouldn't be doing because I think that when we look at all we should I should I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't yeah. be doing that. I shouldn't be doing that. Your focus changed. That's what Satan wants you to do. I'm not saying to live in denial. You know when you're wrong. Stop. Turn around. Go the other way. What should I be doing? What's the action that needs to replace that action? I should be eating less carbs. Okay, you see? (laughs) So now if you were focused on... All I do is is eat eat carbs, carbs. I'm fat and I can't lose weight, and all I do is eat carbs and I don't go work out. You're looking at what you shouldn't be doing instead of turning to the other way, talking to myself. To like, I need to eat, what I should be doing is eating a salad, and I should set up time to do my workout. That's what I should be doing, and I need to focus on that. So finishing it, what I start, I have a bad habit of starting things and not finishing it when it gets tough. Yes. Yeah. Now look, Definitely. Katrina, you can sit there for an hour. An hour will pass by with you just contemplating and beating yourself <laughs> up about what you shouldn't be doing. Right. And you wasted an hour of what you shouldn't be doing when you could have done what you should have done. So you should write what should and that's this whole week. What should I be doing? And then I'm going to do it. Okay, I, I challenge you guys. Okay, I should be cleaning, but oh, I don't want to. Okay, so now, don't look at... Okay, I should... So start... Give me one step. One thing that you're going to do tonight, Abby. One thing you're going to do tonight. Wash clothes. That's wash it. a load and... Wash the dishes. Wash dishes. <laughs> well... I should do those. And then just do them. Yeah, and that's the thing is getting back to number three... Sharing the good, good news. news with others. It's important that we do share. This is why we're on here. We're not here to um, get famous or anything like that. We want to be effective in God's kingdom. Yeah. You know, we want to be effective in his kingdom. And by us sharing life experiences, by us sharing the word of God, Proverbs 16, by us sharing how some resources by reading the Bible and mm-hmm. believing and walking in it and then sharing the good news. Mm-hmm. And I just want to tell you guys, you know what? Sometimes people aren't happy for you. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you guys know. Sometimes they're not happy for you that you found the way. You found the way mm-hmm. to Christ. Mm-hmm. The pathway and you're on this pathway. Yeah. And what they want to do 
to you is they want to remind you where you came from or what you did yesterday or what you did in the past. But we just talked about scripture that says that um, the Lord guides the steps of a righteous man. And he allows things to happen. That's why he gives us free will. He allows things. He allows you to do things even that aren't good for you. He'll allow you to do it. But he could turn that mess into something amazing, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is his message, which is a redeeming, loving God. Mm -hmm. Now, there's residues of those, uh, you know, of those bad decisions that we make. Yeah, there's consequences. Yeah, there's There's consequences consequences for me eating, you know, them seven tacos. There is consequences. Can I tell them about our first date? About the yeah. seven tacos? It wasn't seven. No? It Six? was five and a tostada and a, and a sope. Oh, okay. So it added up to seven. No, it didn't. Like seven things, like seven items. Yeah, it was no. seven items. Yeah, it was seven no. items. Five tacos, one tostada, and one sope. Yeah. So a lot of times... We won't tell that, sir. Yeah, we'll tell it. We'll tell it. No. Let's tell it. Okay. So we went to, I was, um, we were friends. He had already told me he liked it, me. He said, I liked it, you. Yeah. I said, check the box, yes or no. And I said, maybe, I don't know. I, God needs to show me because I already made too many mistakes. So I can't be making no mistakes. I have to, it, it got to be God's plan, not my plan. So. Oh, no, can, I'm hungry. <laughs> but. We can go get tacos and we can hang out and just be friends because we were cool friends. So he's like, okay, let's go. Let's go to tacos. So we go. We go to La Fonda. He takes me to La Fonda, which they have the bomb tripas. I know a lot of people don't like tripas. Don't get all crazy on me. Don't hate me. All of a sudden, band me or judge me because I like tripas. They have to be bien dorados, really, really, really fried for me to eat them. But please don't judge me. I don't want no hate, no hate mail because I like tripas that's fried intestines just just let me let you know fried intestines so let's go back go ahead so la fonda has the bomb and i'm 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 gonna promote them right now i'm gonna promote la fonda hey they should be paying us right now i know they should huh okay we go to the one at the auto mall yeah so we like the one at the auto mall there's one on niles too it's cool but we always go to the one on at the auto mall so i'm serious you guys go you might see us there (laughs) <laughs> please don't judge me <laughs> so, oh because of the fried intestines yes. okay. so we go there I know they're so crunchy we go there and I go up and he's like go ahead and order candy and I said okay I said um, give me three tacos of tripas uno de al pastor and uno de carne asada so I got five tacos and I want a tostada of chile verde and a sope de al pastor so then I look and he's all like, he's looking at me. He thought I, he, wait, this is sad because he thought I ordered for both of us. And I said, what are you going to get? So then his face, his whole face was like, was it like that? I was like, oh, dang, she's hungry. And he's like, are you, no, you did this. Are you, are you serious? Are you playing right now? I'm like playing with, what, what did you say? Are you serious? No, I just... Or what did you tell me? No, I said... Oh, you didn't you, say you, uh, you're hungry. You said something like, oh, are, are you serious? No, like I, I said, no, I said, oh, you're ordering for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like, said. Oh, you're ordering for both of us. And I was like, no, what are you going to eat? Yeah. So then he's all like, three tacos, 
of carne asada. And then I was like, that's it? Yeah. I said, well, I'll share my food with you. Yeah. Why well, didn't? I ended up eating it all. He didn't want none. I asked him right. if he wanted some. Who, dude, who wants to eat fried intestine? Not me. I'm get, I don't. I don't even eat menu though. Like I'll. Mm. I'll eat some pozole, but forget that. Anyways, I'll eat it for you. Yeah, she will. Okay. Anyway, so we were going back. Anyways, share the good news. Share what God's given to you. Yeah. What I was going to is that when I came to Christ, I was so on fire. I had a lot of lies still in me which is like false doctrine in me i didn't know a lot i didn't know that there was no purgatory i still thought there was some purgatory um but if you for for unbelievers and it was a little bit twisted so what happened the way that it all came clear to me the way my eyes opened my ears opened and my heart opened was i continued to read the word not only that god specifically started to um download to me that's what you want you want god to speak to you download we call it a download yeah wait explain to them because i think some of our viewers like they'll be like what is a download or god speaks to you really like how does that work yeah yeah so go ahead and explain so most of the time we talk to god prayer when we're worshiping when we're talking to him we are talking to him Sometimes we don't understand that he could speak to us back. Now, I know a while back, a certain on TV, they were saying that one of our our vice president was crazy because he heard God, he he said he heard God spoke to him. Well, only someone that doesn't understand that or that God never spoke to them would say something like that. So to anybody that has gotten a word from God or what we call a download. A download is a knowing. You didn't hear God say, Hello, my child Candy. Go to John chapter 6. Because <laughs> that's the way he talks. You will find that I love you and you. I want you to read this part. No, it's not like that. It's me driving and boom, John chapter 6 came into my, my mind and I'm like, Lord, John chapter 6, you want me to read? And he gives me a knowing of what's in that verse. Now, since I don't know scripture from Revelation to Genesis, I mean from Genesis to Revelation, memorized, there is no way that I could have known exactly what was in John chapter 6 unless I memorized it. And I'm here to tell you, I don't have John chapter 6 memorized. But I'm going to listen to what he downloaded. Stop. Even if I'm driving, pull over and read John chapter 6. That's when you'll see me on the side of the road bawling my eyes out because the Lord just spoke to me. That's a download. So when people say, oh, God speaks to you, I don't expect you to understand. And I I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not going to get offended by you mocking me. You, You can't mess with me. So I don't get offended when people are like, oh, God speaks to you. Sure does. You might want him to speak to you too, but you might not. I don't know. You don't offend me because you don't believe it. I don't expect you to believe it if you're not talking to him and letting him talk to you. But if you let yourself, he will download to you. He will speak to you. And we need a word from him more than all the words that we speak out. I've said that before. It's more important what he has to say to you than what you have to say to him. Yeah. 
So we just want you guys, read your Bible. Share the gospel. You know, believe what you're reading. Believe Believe what you're reading. Those words are life. And walk it out. Those are the tools. Remember, walk it out. Do it. Stop looking at what you shouldn't do. Turn to what you should do. Yeah, definitely. And we're going to end the podcast right now. You ready? To end our podcast? Just keep it. Okay. And um, I also want to invite you guys, if you don't have a local fellowship, thank you guys for listening.